Welcome back to the MGO Fish Show. I'm your host, David Arnold. And with me, for the first time in a long time, my friend, the man I follow for everything Michigan recruiting, Mr. Garrett Fishall is with me. I'm so excited, Garrett. It's been a long, long, long time since we've done a podcast. How are you, my friend? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while. It's good to be back. Good yeah. to get the voice back on the air. It is good to be back. It's good to hear your voice. You have a much better voice for radio than I do. Uh, you're also you're also better looking, so you got a better face for TV than I do. But that's for another day. Uh, we've got we've got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, we've got a lot of football stuff to catch up on. We've got a lot of basketball yeah. stuff to catch up on. Maybe even we might have to start following Michigan baseball uh, because that happened out of nowhere. But yeah, man, first off, it's been 18 months since we did our last podcast. We did do, we did podcast for two whole years before. Uh, so I, th- I think we ought to owe it to people. Just, just what have you been up to, my friend? You've been keeping up with the website. You've been doing great mm-hmm. with that. Uh, how are you doing, Garrett? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, working a lot. Um, not including the website, but, uh, you know, have the ups and downs with the old site. You know, a lot of server errors and stuff like that. Lost good well the crazy thing is everyone knows about the the mega june recruiting weekend that brought in 10 new uh commitments to 2020 class uh right after i finished all those articles i uh actually lost all the content on my website so i had to redo all that again so if you've gone to the website (laughs) lately you'll notice that it's a little some of the posts are a little shorter than normal and everything because i just wasn't going to completely rewrite them you know twice over but uh You, you lost all the material on your website all, all the material. So, like, there was a hosting issue. So, anyone that knows about hosting stuff like that, they they rerouted my my IP address and they didn't save it before they did it. So, my host just lost you know a month worth of content. So, well, that Garrett, happens. Let me tell you, it sounds like this nice segue here. Watch this. It sounds like when something like that happens, you might need a lawyer to help you out. Uh, so, so for me, since in the last eighteen months since we've been apart. Uh, and you've been working hard, even though your company has been losing everything. I decided, <laughs> I decided to um, have kids. I've got my third daughter on the way, due in September. Uh, oh yeah. Yes, that's kind of crazy. And I also decided to start law school, uh, which was the real segue. I kind of missed that off ramp right there. Uh, you need a lawyer <laughs> to represent you. In a year and a half, I will be a lawyer, pending passage of the bar. Uh, so anyone out there ever listening? One day I'll be your lawyer. One day, one day. There you uh, go. Yeah, whenever I get in trouble next, I'll call you. That's right. Quick 30-second summary of what I've been up to. Far less, <laughs> far less interesting than you. I will say, in the span since we've done podcasting, you single-handedly won, me and my friends, a, an indoor soccer title. Uh, <laughs> Garrett Fishall played college soccer, if you guys didn't know. Uh, and And... About like halfway into the season, my team was struggling. And I'm like, oh, I have a buddy I think that lives close to here, close to Canton, whatever. I was like, Garrett, can you please come out and rescue us? Little did I know he was going to score like five goals a game for us. Uh, and we end up winning our little league there. Uh, so It was it, a good time. It, it, was a good, it was a great time for me. I'm sure you're just like, oh, what are these noobs doing here? Uh, no, it was great. The only The only time it was crazy is when the one girl on our team threatened to stab somebody that was it that was the only crazy time i i know some crazy women okay that is one thing don't we don't we all (laughs) very true very true all right garrett we've kind of talked a little bit back and forth about what we've been up to uh the past 18 months or so And, and you know we had we our podcast was solely on the wolverine sports radio uh network app uh, and we never moved it to itunes or spotify we got a lot of requests for that Uh, so moving forward here you can find all of our podcasts on itunes spotify stitcher podbean the whole shebang we have it all finally we're finally listening to people this this is the official reboot of the podcast uh, alongside what kind of sounds like the reboot of the website yeah so with that being said garrett let's finally dive into some michigan stuff quick quick michigan hitters here 
Uh, today we're going to keep it nice and light since episode one. I think the people will take it, take it easy on us. Uh, I've got some questions for you. You have to give me one answer or the other. Tell me why, and I'm going to bounce it back to you. All right, first question. This year, we've got the speed in space. We've got Josh Gaddis. We've got Jim Harbaugh. However, we're never going to leave our roots while we're under Jim Harbaugh. When it's first and goal on the three-yard line, the two-yard line, the one-yard line, when it's fourth and inches, we're going to run the ball. We're going to get that first down. So tell me right now. Who's going to have more rushing touchdowns in 2019? Is it going to be fullback extraordinaire Ben Mason, or will it be true freshman star running back, borderline five star running back Sack Charbonnet? Who you got Garrett? Uh, if I had to go, I mean, with Josh Gaddis, Gaddis involved, you'd have to think that it's either going to be Charbonnet getting a little more carries, but I can't see them going away from the Ben Mason you know, within five yards, just jamming it down the, the opponent's throat. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to go against, especially with Ben Mason adding, I think he's up to like 275 pounds now. He's playing with a defensive tackle. <laughs> that is a the big guy, boy. And boy is spelled B-O-I. Boy. Yeah. He's going to hurt somebody. Like I fully, <laughs> like, I don't even, I'm not cheering for it, but I'm not going to be mad if it happens. Cause he's going to I meet mean, some linebacker or some true freshman linebacker on, you know, army or something is going to just absolutely get demolished oh by him as he comes yeah. through the lane. Um, he had seven touchdowns last year. Um, so, you know, that was on the full blown Jim Harbaugh express style offense. Um, you know, you'd hope, you'd hope that there was less opportunities inside the five because of speed and space, all that. There's going to be a lot more. No, no, know, no, no. Gary, give, give me more opportunities because we break for the long, <laughs> the long, long passing, uh, catches and then nico collins gets caught at the five yard line gets caught at the four yard line well, Give me more yeah how many times how many times have you seen that though and it always seemed like that was like they would just always get shoved out at the one well, they'd always get shoved out at the two like i could see them breaking a lot more than actually getting into the end zone with those people's um, jones is never getting caught at the one yard line <laughs> shay patterson might but not not people's right jones. Yeah, right true um but yeah with with charbonnet i mean it's charbonnet is is a stud i mean he's everything you've heard from off-season training and, you know, going back to his high school days, the dude's an absolute stud. I expect big things from him. Um, I mean, you have Christian Turner as well. If he can stay healthy, he's right. going to be a problem. True Wilson, I mean, that's probably the toughest player on the team, you know, regardless of size. I mean, if you put him in Ben Mason's body, you'd probably, he'd probably be an absolute stud as, as well. Um, but I'm going to go with Ben Mason just because, if it's inside the two, I cannot see them not just going with a 270-pound fullback right up the gut every time. I'll tell you, we'll, we'll end up talking about this a lot more moving forward, but I, Harbaugh is handing over the reins on offense. The one thing I don't ever see him handing the reins over when it's inside the 10-yard line. Once we get in the red zone, that's when I would start to worry if the Gaddis-Harbaugh tension might end up rising. We'll get into that uh, another time because because when it's when it's short yarded situations, Jim Harbaugh, for any qualms we have about the way he runs offenses, his short yardage game has always been on point. Um, right. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, you know, just the, the main fullback versus the hyped up freshman running back, I thought was a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, let's ask the next the the next question there, Garrett. Tell me. Who has the better NFL upside, in your opinion? Forget what the scouts say. They don't know anything. Whatever. <laughs> Nico Collins or Diamond Peoples-Jones? So that one's tough. I, that one's, it's hard to really say because, you know, Peoples-Jones was the touted recruit coming in. I mean, even though Nico Collins was one of the top players in Alabama when he was, when he was brought in. Um, Collins has the size. Peoples-Jones has the speed. Um, people's Jones also is struggling. I think he has a hamstring issue that he, he's been dealing with. That's why he was on a spring ball, um, which can be, I mean, if anyone's ever had hamstring issues or known anyone that does, it's really tough to come back from. Like it's, it's really hard to ever get a hundred percent again without just sitting out and letting it completely heal. So, um, I'm interested to see how that happens this year with, with people's Jones, but I kind of think Nico Collins is going to be a, a better NFL prospect. He's got the size. He's got the best hands, arguably, in college football. I mean, he had zero drops last year. That's, that included a ton of contested catches. Um, 
you know, in the end zone or just down the field on, you know, either an underthrown Shea Patterson ball or just on a ridiculous jump ball. So yeah, the way, the way the league is too, with so much passing, I mean, people's Jones is just an absolute stud. I mean, he's going to beat you over well, the top. He can run intermediate. Make, routes, make but... no mistake, Garrett. There's room for both of them in the NFL. Oh, right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and what, what do you think about Tariq Black? You know, you know, coming off the foot injuries back to back, Mm-hmm. he's the guy who, who we actually saw as a freshman and we were like, wait, this is the guy, you yeah. know, the stud from Connecticut who we think is actually potentially going to be the best player out of this whole core. Uh, he's fallen back maybe a little in the eyes of some people because of the injuries. But, but tell me if, if he's healthy, could he not potentially be the best out of all three of them? I mean, cause he's kind of like a, a perfect blend of both in the middle. He's a little bit bigger than people's Jones, but he's also got a little more speed than Collins. Like, it's they have a great trio right there. If they can all three stay healthy, and you know you have Gaddis calling just if you saw the spring game, it was just he was calling deep balls. He was throwing the ball over the field. If he's got to be like healthy, his chops. Oh yeah, I mean if you add and then you add in like Ronnie Bell, you add in uh, Mike Sanders. Still, I mean the the wide receiver core is fantastic, and it's really too bad that Oliver Martin ended up transferring because I thought he was going to add like a really good, sure-handed intermediate slot receiver type style to the, uh, to the depth. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's easily one of the most talented groups on the team and one of the most talented wide receiver groups Michigan's had in a long time. Totally. I mean, and you don't, you don't have to look too far away to see why Oliver Martin transferred when you've got, uh, you know, the tight ends can also do a really suitable job in the slot a lot of times. And you've got McKeon, Eubanks, I mean, Eric All, you've got you've got a lot of people, Mustafa Muhammad, who might even be able to, to produce this year. There's just so much talent on the offensive side passing-wise. Josh Gass really has to be licking his chops because because short of Alabama's you know insane recruiting uh, on the mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball, Michigan has to be up there in pure playmakers, pure talent. Uh, you know, Shea Patterson and Dylan McCaffrey, for that matter, but both these five-star studs. Uh, who can really sling the rock around uh, to, mm-hmm. to all this talent here. It's going to be a fun year. We're going to have a right. lot to talk about, a lot to cheer for, I think, uh, in the next few months here, Garrett. All right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to switch gears. We're, we're going to finish this part one uh, by by going from football to basketball. Because, you know, for me, basketball is actually my favorite sport. It's the sport I follow closest uh, I, I, it's the most intriguing for me personally. I do love football as well. The fun thing about basketball is Michigan has had a resurgence in the last decade thanks to new Cleveland Cavaliers head coach John Beeline, which still hurts in my heart to say. Still, still pretty sad. Yeah, it stings. It stings. Um, Especially like going to Cleveland. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but come on. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will talk about that. We'll talk about that all year. It's, it's going to be a coping process for the next few years, at least for me. Uh, so so here's the thing here. Part of the revitalization of Michigan basketball uh, that Juwan Howard has to look forward to 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 taking the reins over with uh, is the fact that Beeline produced a lot of NBA talent, uh, more so than the aughts ever did. Um, you know, I can't even really think of one standout guy from the 2000s with Tommy Amaker um, that really produced uh, on the NBA level. So So mm-hmm. moving forward with Beeline... I looked it up today. You know, we've got NBA players on six different rosters right now as of July 25th. Uh, and then including Beeline as the head coach of, of a seventh team, you know, we cover almost a quarter of the league with someone from Michigan on a roster. With that being said, play favorites here, Garrett. I want you to play favorites. Uh, I want you to tell me who you're going to cheer for when they face up head-to-head, head-to-head, head-to-head. The split, uh, you're gonna, I'm going to give you the names. I'm going to give you the teams. I want you to tell me who pulls in your heartstrings the most uh, as an NBA player. So we've got, right. we've got Duncan Robinson has signed a contract to play for the Miami Heat. He's not going to South Dakota anymore uh, in, in the developmental league. Duncan Robinson, dynamic all of a sudden three-point. He's always been a great three-point shooter, but just... At the NBA level, dynamic enough to stick with the Heat. So Duncan on the Heat. We've got Glenn Robinson the third and Jordan Poole on the Golden State Warriors. 
honestly, I, I don't have anything really against the Nets. I mean, I did back in the day when they were in New Jersey um, with, you know, Jason Kidd and, and that whole crew. But I'm, I'm cool with it. I like I've always loved Karis LeVert. And the fact that he's now kind of like the third, fourth guy on that super team it's over in, in cool. Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome. And in Brooklyn, you know, they always compare it to Detroit. So that's another another win right there. But I think Karis LeVert's going to be – he could be the guy who actually makes the most noise in the NBA as like a, you know, a role player for his team because you have you have Kyrie and KD there, which are great. Ky- who knows if KD will even play much right. this year because, right. you know, the ball on his leg. But I think Karis LeVert's going to like take another step forward this season and become maybe not an all-star, but he's going to become a guy that is, you know, that other teams are – He's in the scouting report, and everyone knows all about Karis LeVert because he keeps just getting better. It's crazy. After that crazy injury that he, I thought it was going to ruin his career, he comes right back, and he's one of the best players on the team. Now they add two of the best players in the league to him. I mean, it's going to be hard. And the Bucks, you know, they're cool and all, but – you know, back to my Pistons thing. They they knocked yeah, us out of the playoffs. That's and, true. That's and true. DJ, you know, I'll give DJ Wilson credit too because he's another guy that no one really thought would do anything in the NBA, and he's been a, a solid role player for the Bucks off the bench. So he's going if they're if, if they're going to win an NBA title, DJ Wilson is going to have to end up playing big time minutes for them here in the next. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to have to develop, and and like he's 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 really become a, a good three point shooter, and and he's he's taking that step forward. I mean, it's going to be. A lot of the Michigan players, you know, so they all need to take another step forward, and and he's the guy. That looks like he could be next to do it. That's fair. I, I I feel the same way begrudgingly. If I ever have to cheer for Kyrie Irving outright, um, I will <laughs> I will gag internally. Uh, but I can I can handle cheering for the Nets because of Karis LeVert. I can <laughs> handle it. Okay. Last last NBA proposition here. You've got Hardaway Jr. on the Mavericks. You've got Mo Wagner on the Wizards, and you've got Trey Burke undefined, but he will end up on an NBA team. Are you cheering for any one of those three over John Beeline and the Cavaliers if they're playing against each other? Or is it just because Beeline went to Cleveland, you can never cheer for them? <laughs> What's your feeling on, on the Beeline versus, you know, the, I would say the key three that really defined Beeline's legacy? You know, with Wagner taking them to the championship game uh, in 2018 and then Burke and Hardaway taking them to the championship game in 2013. Uh, Where are you feeling? Where where are your allegiances lying when it comes to those three versus Beeline? I mean, I'm all about building statues for Beeline. I mean, you should have one outside Chrysler. But going to Cleveland just ruined it for me. He could have went to literally any other team. (laughs) Literally any other team. Like, he... He also went to the Pistons last year. That actually makes me more upset because then he should have just taken the Pistons job if it was possible. But um, that's it ruined it for me. So I'm I'll cheer for all Michigan players against Cleveland that's for fair. sure going that's forward. Fair. And, and he, I, I just can't. I mean, with the come on, I can't cheer for Cleveland. That's crazy. For what it's worth, I was raised in Ann Arbor. You were raised in Detroit. So you you are specifically very much more Detroit-centric when it comes to your sports mm-hmm. fandom. And Cleveland, in that regard, is just such a no-go. Uh, I do have to say, I'm going to cheer for the Cavaliers as long as Beeline is there, uh, unless they're playing the Pistons. Just because... I mean, I, I mean, what an epic story if Beeline was ever ever able to turn them into anything talented. Uh, I would love I would love for him to be successful, but I mean me rooting for him, nah, but like I do want him to be good because nothing's worse than if he flames out after two years and then you're like oh, ends no. up at a different college program. That's the thing right. I've been the most scared of. Then he takes over for Tom Izzo after he has a freaking stroke <laughs> from screaming at his players. Like that would be the worst case scenario. But I mean, could you not see John Beeline back in college basketball? In so easily, four Distur- years, disturbingly easily. Even though. He it's, says it, he says it's his last stop, but I mean, come oh, on. Oh well, here's the thing: if Syracuse comes calling after after Boheim, Boheim, oh, I, th- I think oh, yeah. you know that's where he's from. Maybe as like a retirement gig, as a nice transition from, uh, you know, all of a sudden Syracuse go goes from the one of the the worst actors in college basketball, and Jim Boheim, to squeaky clean, John Beeline for three years, and then they get to hire a young guy as a clean program. What what a right. what a ruse. Anyways. That's that's a that's a rant for another day. 
But I could also, I could see Beeline also just being like a high school basketball coach and just <laughs> chilling for the rest of his life too after the NBA. Like I, he seems like that kind of guy. He doesn't really care about his name that much. So I think he's just like, I could just coach basketball and he'll be happy. I see. I see him as Pat Beeline's uh, assistant coach. Oh, there you go. His first there you assistant go. He coaching just... job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Yep. Yep. All right, Garrett. I think that that does it for part one of the MGo Fish podcast uh, for Friday, July 25th. Garrett, as always, it's so good, but especially today, it's so, so good to talk to you. It's been such a long time. Uh, I really enjoy the podcast. I am so excited to be doing this again in 2019. Uh, good to talk to you, man. You, you got any final thoughts? Before, you. Final thoughts before we take our break? Uh, not much. Just uh, tune in, everybody. Make sure you get those five-star reviews in. Subscribe on iTunes. Give us five stars. iTunes specifically, it's a, it's a really big help if you subscribe. Uh, tweet, follow Garrett at MGoFish. Like him on Facebook. Uh, we're going to have a fun year here, Garrett. This is going to be good. All right, yeah. guys. We're, we're going to talk with star MGoFish pupils, uh, Stephen Ostensky and Brandon Whitaker, a.k.a. Billion Bus, for part two of this podcast. Uh, so we'll be right back. And welcome back to part two of the MGo Fish Show. This is the first episode of season three. We're trying it out. We're seeing what mixes and matches, what works. We're going to have lots of fun today. Uh, on the first segment, we had Garrett Fish of MGo Fish. And today, for the second part, we have Stephen Ossentoski, the all-star video editor. Uh, if you follow MGo Fish at all, you know, the hype videos, the recruiting videos. Can we call you a recruiting analyst? Yet, Steve. Oh man, that's that's a bit that's a bit much. Say uh, aspiring. How about that? Aspiring, aspiring. recruiting expert. There you go. Uh, Detail oriented <laughs> aspiring recruiting analyst. We're, we're there you about. go. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Ostentoski. <laughs> then on the other side of things, maybe the most infamous edits person in college football. <laughs> Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? Is that is that bias? Am I biased? Oh. Uh... Say what you want, man. We gotta right. run with it. All right, well, I'm gonna run with it. That's fine. We've got the it. man from Syracuse, New York, Mr. Brandon Whitaker, aka Billion Bus. You probably know him by that. That's that's how I've known him for ten years. I call him Bill. He's Bill in my head. <laughs> Brandon, how's it going, man? Everything is going good, man. Still busy, still working. There, there's um, a there's a ten out of ten chance that Brandon is actively photoshopping during the recording of this podcast. Literally, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Don't know the name of the recruit, whatever the school. I leave that private. But if you hear any <laughs> clicking, that's Brandon making magic over there. That's right. You're not editing any, any videos on me, are you, Stephen? No, I was actually uh, writing some code, so a lot more boring stuff than uh, <laughs> than what Brandon's got cooking. If you, ever, if you ever want to take a video of me, edit it out. Maybe it looks like <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I've, I've got a few questions for you, because really, this is the first time you've ever been on the podcast. You know, I know we, me and Garrett haven't done any podcasts in about 18 months, so, so we're getting back into this. But as part of getting back into it, we also want to bring you guys into the fold. Got a couple of questions for you. Steven, you yes, genuinely make the best hype videos for Michigan football. They get me so oh, excited to actually beat Ohio State, even if it doesn't <laughs> happen. Uh, so tell me, what, what made you want to kind of get into that? How did you and Garrett get hooked up? Uh, and, and what's the next video? When's it dropping? Yeah, so I really started back in like, Call of Duty 2 days. So think back. I don't even know what year that was. I was like 10 years old. And that was like a PC game. And that's when like YouTube was really young. And, uh, you know, video editing for like video game montages was just getting kicked off. So uh, really loved the game. Started seeing people posting those. And I was like, okay, this seems pretty fun. So I made my first montage when I was like... 13 like 12 or 13 set to like some lincoln park or something crazy no, no seven uh, army. 
No, no, it wasn't. But uh, it was probably the cringiest thing I could have ever made back in the day. And then it, it you know, it, it evolved at, as time went on. I did a lot of uh, just kind of, you know, high school projects. I would always volunteer to edit the video. And then uh, as uh, college came around, uh, you know, football was was really starting to pique my interest and always been a musical guy. So it kind of uh, melded together. And then there was a video. Uh, I remember it, it's still a guy, David Cross at uh, West Virginia. He made a video for uh, Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin only one. And that video like blew up. It yeah. was insane. It was so amazing. Tavon Austin, former number one recruit in the nation. Yeah. If I remember correctly, he was so hyped. He decided to follow. Did he follow Rich Rodriguez, West Virginia, and then Rich bounced, or was that after? That was after Rich Rod. I think it was after, yeah. But oh, but man, it was he was he was legit. So was legit. that video was like goosebumps. And then there was one more video on the uh, Boise State uh, Fiesta Bowl, that crazy like triple overtime game against Oklahoma. It was like a really dramatic, very emotional. The proposal video. Ian Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that <laughs> that game was like made for a video. So there was like a really well put together video on that very emotional. So they were like two different sides and two very different vibes of a video. So um, yeah, I think Notre Dame 2011 under the lights, I kind of used that Boise State video as inspiration. And then, uh, you know, beyond that, I, I took a couple years break, but uh, was really intrigued by the idea of doing that again. And then it must have been either 2013 or 2014, I'm not sure, but one of my Ohio State uh, hype videos just blew up, had like 200,000 views, uh, was really just unbelievably uh, supported through the creation of that. And then, yeah, uh, Garrett reached out, was like, hey, do you want to just make some videos for uh, MGo Fish, uh, you know, a larger platform? Garrett seemed like a cool guy, you seemed know, as like I've gotten to, cool. Yeah, as I've gotten to know him, seemed, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, give or take. No, I'm just kidding. Garrett's awesome. But so it seemed like a good opportunity. He seemed like a great guy to work with. And uh, yeah, we, we bounce ideas off each other. And um, yeah, ever since then, it's been, what, five years or so, four or five years uh, bouncing ideas off each other, uh, creating articles for my video. And uh, and yeah, it's kind of been been like that ever since. Yeah. And then. Yeah, and you really started getting into the, the recruiting uh Analyze, you know, analyzing the recruits' footage and stuff. I, I've really enjoyed that. I think that's something we're going to talk about here later this season, definitely as it progresses. I'm sure that's a constant, uh, constant battle for you. Always, always happening. Right? I need, I need to start that earlier, honestly, because I think I just released episode six of the uh, 2019 recruits, and there's like 26 guys a member of that class. Yeah, it's not so basketball. I'm. That's for sure. I know I'm, I'm figuring it, but yeah, that's really fun. And then I love, uh, covering throughout the season doing like play analysis and stuff. It's just more ways to, uh, I don't know, kind of like spread information. I don't, I don't think I'm a, a very good, like X's and O's guys, but, uh, like there's space coyote. There's a bunch of guys on oh, Twitter that are ph I mean, phenomenal I, at you, doing that. The best, the best resource, you know, the best fan base when it comes to resources like that. Uh, Michigan definitely ranks right up there. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I think, and that's what so we, we know, is, you know, the MGo Fish podcast, me and Garrett have talked about this in the past and on the podcast a little bit. Like, we enjoy the game because we're loyal to Michigan, just like most people who listen to this. Like, we're loyal, uh, even if we don't know all the X's and O's. We're not the best coaches because if we were, we would be out there coaching high school football right now. Or yeah, football. right. Whereas, uh, yep. We can't actually attach any personal you know, successes to these players who have worked their, their butts off for the past 18 years. But we, we can revel in it when it does happen. Yeah. can mourn the losses. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. That's cool, man. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's just been, yeah, it, it's been really fun going through that. And, I mean, I watch every Michigan game, like, three or four times uh, already. So, <laughs> I decided, like, Sadist, I don't know. Yeah. I decided, like, hey, man, if, if I can just, like, slow it down, point out some stuff, draw on the screen – and people uh, enjoy that, then you know it, it helps validate my uh, <laughs> my obsession a little that's bit right, more. Right. <laughs> but but no, it's a it's a good time, and uh, definitely planning on a, a lot of videos this season. So it'll be a 
it'll be a busy, busy season for sure. Brandon, what about you? I got a question. What's good? How? How? How did? How did you even get into this this specific niche of of artistry? That um, you do? It was, it was literally on the job training. It was. I just had an idea and I just, I drew one, like literally drew one and I just reached out to Garrett like, hey, you want to try something different? Um, it was literally Amir Mitchell years ago. So That, was, that wasn't did. that long ago. That was like three years ago, four years ago. Dude, yeah. if you if you look at the progress from that, from that uh, edit to like what he's doing now. Was that the first, like, that was the first one you ever did? That was the first one I ever did. Uh, I just reached out and I just said, uh, you want to try something different with artwork, whatever is, I was like, I have, I've never seen it. And I was just, he already followed him just because he was one of the few that was like a little sarcastic and wasn't super serious and always probably had like a slick comment about something like, all right, that's somebody that I can, I can, uh, rock with. So when it came to recruiting and just paying attention to what he was doing, I always paid attention to him. And then I just finally reached out. And I just told him, like, hey, let's try something different. He was with it. He said, oh, if it, if it works, I'm with it. If it don't, it's whatever. So uh, we just went with it. And it's hard for me to explain. Like, I, ju- I genuinely progress. thought you had been doing that for way longer than you actually have. That's crazy. Nah, it, was, well, it was literally that day. <laughs> if, you, if you guys have not seen Brandon's artwork, you know, we're talking about video editing. And we're, talking about, we're talking about picture edits on a podcast. So not the most visual medium. However, you guys have to check out Brandon's work if you have not yet. You can find Steven's stuff on the MGO Fish YouTube. Brandon, you got to follow him on Twitter or uh, his Instagram or MGO Fish. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Yep. See, I'm an old guy. I just got into Instagram myself. Oh, okay. Uh, if 28 counts as old, but, you know, multiple kids, it happens real fast. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm still behind on that. Like, <laughs> Brandon, you're... you're Things are crazy. Is it hard to get the the a different jersey impo- superimposed onto a different player? Like, is that is that the hardest part for you? But what is, what is the... Uh, the hardest part? I would have to say is probably the helmets. Um, the winged helmet, if that's off, that was just like all right. Like it's you gotta inst- start it's over from instant. scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell. Yeah, like like it was, You gotta be a perfectionist with it because there's so many people that's going to try to do what I do. Or at the time there was people that was trying to do what I was doing. And it was just like, they got to be able to know the difference. So I would just take mine to the next level, just put more time than the next person. And it ended up looking the way it does. It was mostly, I just had a, I had a idea of like comics and making it look that way. And I just, I meshed both of them. So I see, I've seen, I think my favorite thing you've ever done was actually not a Michigan thing. I, I won't say the team unless you want to say the team, but you did a comic strip for, for a college football team. And that was the most badass thing I've ever seen. Did, did you remember, do you remember doing that? Was it, is it a rival team? Is it one of the rivals? Maybe, maybe what? I feel like I'm playing 20 questions right now. I know. Well, I'll <laughs> because find. I did so many. If it was, you know, if it was the two teams that I don't want to speak on on this on this platform, here, here it is. I'll, I'll I'll find it. I'll find it, and then we'll talk about it on the next podcast. I, I think some of the best uh, the best things about because I don't know, you kind of started a movement. It seemed like with kind of the style of yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's like hyper. It's like hyper realistic, except obviously it's like. Uh, cartoonish i don't know like uh the spider-man into the spider-verse movie i watched that mm-hmm. entire thing thinking like this is like the exact style billion bus was going for that, yes and uh, and it, it yeah it's a great movie and i feel like the it's so easy to get it wrong like it's so easy to see an edit of that and just say like that is so slightly off because it it, it doesn't take much for it to seem like unnatural or uh like i don't know like almost not authentic you know what's funny about you bringing up the spider verse i have snapchatted this guy (laughs) brandon so many times because he freaking looks like miles morales from into the spider (laughs) and you know it and i swear my daughter my daughter and i watch that movie at least once a week 
And then all of a sudden, Brandon posts these fancy pictures of himself modeling with his friends on Facebook and <laughs> and whatnot. And I'm like, he's Miles Morales. Dude, that kid's like five foot nothing, right? And well, Bucks, you're like, grow, you're six three. Part, part, of the, part of the Spider-Verse is he gets bit by a spider and grows like three inches overnight, four inches overnight. Oh, man. Now you're getting nerdy on me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Brandon just sounding more like my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, anyways, that's funny that you brought that up because I do, Brandon. I I swear I've probably snap, like drunkenly Snapchatted that to Brandon like three or four different times. Oh yeah, I'm definitely. Like, I'm cool. I didn't know you were drunk though, but <laughs> I definitely received those snaps. The more and you I replied know. as if I was sober. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you soberly just be like, "Hey, yo, you look like this this dude on this movie"? Like, uh, <laughs> all right, that's pretty tame. That's pretty tame. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, all right. Let's get away from my shenanigans because it goes downhill real quick after that. Um, we're all Michigan fans here. We've all at least grown up Michigan fans, Michigan allegiances. So I've got some Michigan-specific questions because this is a Michigan football podcast. After all, right. how many times can I say the word Michigan? Um, so I've got some specific football questions to ask you guys. Um, Steven, I want you to answer... In 2019, who's going to have more rushing touchdowns? I already asked Garrett this question. I'll, I'll let you know what he answered after you answer. Is it going to be Ben Mason or is it going to be Sack Charbonnet, the borderline five-star running back? Key key prize here for the offense. Who's it going to be? Yeah, so that's a tough one. Um, do you want an explanation or just an answer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I think if it was like any other running back, I would say Ben Mason, just because like the fullbacks just absorb touchdowns at the goal line. But given Zach Charbonnet is both like 6'2, 220, and like a home run threat, I feel like any runs that he gets out in open space, he has the skill set to like finish the run. So we won't be in as many goal line situations. And then. Uh, and then, yeah, if there is like a goal line situation, the dude's like pretty built. So I don't see like a need as much for a Ben Mason in that scenario. And I, I love me some Ben Mason. So like, that's a, that's a, a big, uh, you know, big accomplishment for Charbonnet if he can get past that. Cause Mason's a, a man child. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. Brandon, <laughs> do you have any opinions or thoughts? I have Ben Mason just because, you know, I know for a fact he's going to be in the lineup and in there on the goal line. So I don't really know, you know, the lineups with Charbonnet. He, whether he plays that much or not, like, of course he's great, but we don't know for a fact if he's going to be out there as much. So right now it's going to be safe. I'm going to run with Ben Mason. And that's what I think, I think that's what makes this question so appealing is that Josh Gaddis being given, you know, handed over the reins uh, to run the offense a player like Zach Charbonnet has the potential to really have a huge year as a freshman, as a true freshman, um, and, and really do special things. But at the same time, for, for all the key handing over that Jim Harbaugh has done, when it's first and goal, second and goal, third and goal, goal fourth and goal on the two, three yard line, I don't think Josh Gaddis is making the play call. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if there's one thing Jim Harbaugh does really well and always has done, regardless of what you think about the other spots on offense, short yardage situations, getting the ball to Cleed Hill, you know, getting the ball to Ben Mason to just punch it in. I mean, that's a Harbaugh specialty right there. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's a fun question. And ben Mason Definitely. is obviously the man, though. Uh, all right, next up, Michigan football fans here. The NFL is the next step forward. Michigan with some of the best wide receiving uh players in the nation in my opinion they they have three right down the line between nico collins donovan peoples jones and Tariq black of those three who are you most excited to see in the nfl with nfl potential nfl future who's going to make the big money that jerry Maguire is going to pay him man that's tough you go you go got, first bus i got donovan peoples jones just squarely off of, I feel like they all do things well. Um, they all get open. Of course, Nico has a size. Um, Tariq may be the fastest, but I'll say 
DPJ just because of I've seen his work on the sideline. I've seen him get both feet in when he only needs to get one. So just those type of things that he probably, you know, other people may need to work on more when they get to the next level. I see he uh, he does that well already. Um, and I think that's where he separates himself from the other two. But that's right now. It's hard for me to say um, who's just going to be the best and brightest future. But right now, that's the way I see it, DPJ. It, it is interesting because DPJ seems like the most finished product out of all of them when it comes to the fact he's so fast, so athletic. You know, he he's the smallest out of the three, but... <clears throat> But he's he's the guy who can probably make the most NFL plays. And then the NFL, especially right now, if you put a person like him at slot for Tom Brady, I mean, that could be really dangerous really quickly. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you think, Steven? What you got? I think DPJ is probably, like, not necessarily the uh, safest answer, but, like, we don't know about Tariq Black just because, like, you know, knock on wood, his his feet have not been cooperating with him. So he could very well have the highest upside. So he's kind of a wild card. And Nico Collins, I feel like only later in the year really started to shine and show uh, his ability against some, you know, top tier talent. He was like the only guy who uh, who did really well towards the end of the year in those last couple of games. So if I were a betting man, I think, yeah, probably DPJ. But I think Nico Collins has kind of the build, the, uh, I don't know, he, he reminds me of just like this NFL wide receiver who like isn't overly fast, but just like catches everything. I don't know. His catching radius is crazy at that size. He can be like a possession receiver. So I think DPJ is probably like the most exciting prospect with his athleticism. I remember there was that video of him like doing a front flip over a fence <laughs> in high school. Like he's I mean, just insane. He was hyped up, especially in this area, the local area at least, since he was a freshman in high school. I mean, like, oh yeah, legitimately just local legend. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, oh, we didn't even talk about how good of a celebrator he is after he scores. Yeah, he right? fit. Yeah, he right? fit right into the league uh, with his celebrations. <laughs> That's would. true. That'd, that'd be a good sell for the fans. That, yeah. He's gonna. Yeah. He, he's gonna be a fun one for sure. I, I, I think both DPJ and Collins and then uh, Tariq Black, it might take a, another year, but I think they're all uh, they're all for sure NFL guys. It's just a matter of yeah. when they get there. Which really, when you think about it, now, now that we have... So I, I can go on record as saying not the biggest Pep Hamilton fan was not from like the second game of his first year when Wilton Spite was here. Spate was here. Um, I, I, he really hamstrung... Spate and Shea Patterson. And Will and Spate even said it at the Pro Day this year, right? That he felt like uh, Shea is going to have more opportunities this year than he did have in the year, year past. Um, having this much talent at the wide receiver position really makes things exciting for Gaddis in his first year to, to just make our offense so explosive. And we'll talk about that as the season progresses here, but that's something to look forward to. All right, moving on. Last part of this podcast, then I'll let you guys go. I'm a basketball guy, primarily over football, just, just my own passions. Um, we've got a new head coach. It's fun. But the last head coach w- was an awesome program builder for University of Michigan, brought back all of all of the glory. Of course, John Beeline is that man. And one thing that he really did, a legacy, is he's got six NBA teams with a Michigan player on their roster. Uh, thanks to Mr. Beeline's coaching, and then a seventh him as a coach. Uh, so, so you guys are Michigan basketball fans. I'm a Michigan basketball fan. W- when we place these players up against each other uh, on a random Wednesday night in November, who are you cheering for? And then also in June when it comes playoff time, who would you cheer for? So I got a couple names, a couple teams. You guys have to tell me who, who you're going to cheer for one or the other. First up, Steven, if you have to cheer for... Karis LeVert and the New Jersey Nets or Moritz Wagner and the Washington Wizards? Uh, who are you cheering for? Where do your allegiances um, lie? Dude, when I was going through the list of like, you know, where, where the players are at in the NBA, these were my top two. These were like, okay. <laughs> like, so you have to name these two guys. Well, I don't Va- know. I Wagner love, I, better get some playing time this year. Like, he better yeah. get some playing time on the Wizards. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say Carousel Vert though. Like I did not see him blowing up into like he is like the Nets guy. Like last year when he suffered that injury, like the whole league was like like just pretty heartbroken for the guy because he was really coming into his own. So I'd have a hard time uh rooting against the guy. He uh he has a, a really good shot of being uh you know next generation superstar uh with the nets and you know wagner you can take take the loss you got a lot of years you're uh you're a young buck you'll get there so i'm i'm thinking i'm thinking yeah at levert all the way brandon who cheering for i'm gonna go with levert just you know i'm a simple person i live in new york he plays for a new york team uh I'm not New York City. That's, first, that's like that's like saying you're from the UP, but you're a Detroit sports fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, but a little more analysis. Um, I'll run with Levert. Just squarely because he wasn't expected to be the guy he is. Um, yeah. Just piggybacking off of what he said. Um, but it, it is exciting to see um, Mo finally get a chance to show his stuff with a team where he'd get more more playing time. Um he'll be relied on more. Um yeah I mean with I, all that is cool but I'm still well, rocking with Karis the, the one the one thing I can't get over is having a cheerful Karis and Karis to me out of the list of active players is probably the most likable story. And just from the story standpoint. I mean even back to when they went to the uh national title game and he you know, he took off the red shirt and everything. Uh, the three-star guy. I have to cheer for Kyrie Irving if I'm going to cheer for Karis LeVert, and that kind of stings. I don't think I, I don't think I'm in a place where I can do that. I can't. Kyrie is not my dude. He's just not. Yeah. My dude on any level. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. He the the way he just like ruined LeBron's chance in Cleveland, and then and then took a poo on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> that's just not my dude. Mm-hmm. Brandon, you disagree? You a Kyrie fan? We don't have to get too into uh, it. I'm not really anti-Kyrie. Like, I like Kyrie as a player. Like, I'm one of the people that's not really bothered by what he does. I mean, I guess you get players, uh, they leave the way you get them. So, yeah, yeah. I, see, I so can't, he I, went to Boston in a certain fashion, left in a certain fashion. That's You, you get what you expect. I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what people expected. I can cheer for KD. I can I can I can okay. appreciate him. I can appreciate his journey. Ky- Kyrie is just rubbing me the wrong way because because he's always got a chance though. Always got a chance. Oh, can always claim to be around Earther whenever he's ready. Um, then then we can talk again. I'm just picturing you looking at your TV. You see Kyrie, and you're just like sitting there in your lazy boy, just like shaking your head, Fuming. just like. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys know I'm currently in law school right now, so so any any person who who starts speaking anti-truths it just kind of my lawyer brain just kind of goes ah no what are you doing there? <laughs> okay i can understand that all right all right brandon your turn we gotta move on here i got i got sidetracked by kyrie irving duke gross um okay glenn robinson the third and jordan Poole forming the second team splash brothers uh here in golden state okay. yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. uh Glenn Robinson third in his, the five minutes a game he got for the Detroit Pistons this past year. So that's cool. That's mm-hmm. all right. Jordan Poole splash no matter what. Um, you take in the Warriors or Duncan Robinson, D3 Duncan, and the Miami Heat. Who are you cheering for in a matchup of of Warriors Heat? Oh, I'm I'm very biased towards Steph Curry. So okay. uh, <laughs> very biased towards Steph. So I'm going to go with the Warriors, and I'm definitely going to go with Jordan Poole. Is, is it? Glenn Robinson hockey and go against Glenn Robinson, man. It's, it's kind of unfair. It's unfair to the Heat right there. It is unfair. You know, it, it's so poetic that Jordan Poole ends up as a splash brother, or a splash cousin, splash nephew. <laughs> <laughs> splash nephew. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> nephew. definitely closer to nephew than anything. Steven, the other Steph, who do you got, man? Yeah, I I honestly think I side with uh, Duncan Robinson. D3 I mean, how Duncan. many? Yeah, like how many D three dudes? Uh, just like pure three point shooter. He has one of the most pure shots 
uh, I think I've ever watched. So I don't know his whole story of coming from what was it Williamston College D three and that yeah, yeah. Williams. You're right. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I mean he he lit it up and uh, yeah, I don't know. He just secured like a one million dollar contract uh, after the summer like, league. Man, he's on, he's on the yeah. roster. That's pretty. Cool. I know it's legit. So. So, yeah, I'm rooting for him. But, again, I, I love that Jordan Poole was lighting it up in the second half of the summer league as well because there were so many people when he left that were just, like, really ripping into him. Like, oh, what a mistake you made. And it's like he just secured more money than most yeah, people yeah. will ever make. Money, so, yeah, most so definitely. it's like – so, I, I like, again, this is another matchup where it's it's hard to lose, right? But I, I, like, uh, I like Duncan Robinson – uh, at least for like the next couple of years, I want to see what he can do with this new contract. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, see what he can do. If he gets any playing time, that's going to be such a cool story. I mean, he's really worked his way in. Derek Wall, you know, people like Derek Wall and Zach Irvin couldn't get into the NBA. Darius Morris has been on seven teams in eight years, yep. and and yet Duncan Robinson secured a, a full time contract with Miami Heat. That's just stupid. That's just stupid. yeah. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, personally though. Splash Brothers. I'm a big Steph Curry fan. Jordan Poole is the dude. Jordan Poole just has that cockiness about him, which is just beautiful. Beautiful on the basketball court. That's what I like to see. Yeah, It's, it's like a comfortable it's, cockiness. I love it. It is. It is. It's going to suit him well in the NBA. It's going to give him that, yep. that J.R. Smith, um, Nick, <laughs> Nick Young kind of kind of role. If he, wa- if he wants it. If he wants to pursue right. it. Uh, his game is so much more dynamic, though, if he wants it to be. All right. Last question. Don't let you guys go. Get out of here. NBA. Cheer for John Beeline or the field of Michigan alumni players. You know, wh- whether it's whether it's DJ Wilson with the Bucks and Giannis, whether it's Wagner and the Wizards, whether it's GR3, Poole, the Splash Cousins with the Warriors, Duncan Robinson with the Heat, Karis LeVert with the Nets, Hardaway with the Mavericks, uh, Ignas, wherever he ends up, you know, Trey Burke, who you guys got taken? John Beeline or the field? I'm taking the field. Okay. I'm taking the field. I, I'm. You were telling me about Garrett's choice about like can't choose Cleveland, and I thought that was crazy, and I was gonna rip on him for that a bit, but it's like <laughs> it'd be too soon. It'd be too soon. It'd be too soon, and there's so many players uh, for Michigan that I want to see win a championship at the next level, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold out on my, uh, you know, maybe a, a little bit of bitterness there for <laughs> choosing the field against JB, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm going the field. Uh, I'm gonna go with B line. Uh, okay, all right, all right. I'm gonna go there with B line. He coached at a school right around the corner from my house, so he coached at Lemoyne College before. I'm a little homer, so I'm like, why why can't I root for him? And he's probably expected to lose every game that he, that he coaches this year. So That's it's like, true. I don't, I don't feel like he needs me rooting against him at the moment. So, yeah. I mean, I want him to succeed, definitely. Actually, I brought up conspiracy theory with, with Garrett before before I started talking to you guys. Brandon, this is my conspiracy because Dan Gilbert stinks. I dislike him. Big Michigan State yeah. guy. I don't, I don't really – I don't like him either. So, but, <laughs> so here, here's the thing. He's going to take Beeline. He's going to fire him after a season and a half. And this this is the thing that I don't like, but you might like as a Syracuse person yourself. Jim Boheim walks out, retires into the sunset. John Beeline gets hired by Syracuse to coach for three, four years. Turns that program from dirty to clean. They have a clean image. They get to just scrub their hands at Jim Boheim. John they don't Beeline, have a... I wouldn't say dirty program. Yeah, I know. Few, I know you can't nah, say dirty program. Nah, uh, they had a nah, they had a few years in like oh, <laughs> I don't know, two or something like that. I'll, I'll that let you. I'll, I'll let kind you of wild, <laughs> you know. People didn't go to class, but it, it come, uh, it, they'll be accepted eventually. It's okay. I mean, look at our, our <laughs> five here for proof. Um, anyways, so that my thing. Okay, go from the Jim Boheim image to the John Beeline image, get three years of Beeline at Syracuse, hometown coach, hometown guy, then he goes and be and he becomes Pat Beeline's assistant somewhere else. Syracuse gets to clean their hands of whatever image they have, be the squeakiest, cleanest team in the NCAA, and then they're good to go. That's my conspiracy. You don't have to say anything. 
Brandon, even just Fifth Amendment. Dude, um, I I don't see a tinfoil hat on you right now, but like, you should be you should be wearing one. That's galaxy, all I'm gonna say. I see galaxy brain right there. How did you? Galaxy. How long did it take you to come up with this? Approximately <laughs> 30, like, thirty seconds. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, that right? took me like a day to come up. See, with. is that not? Just let it ruminate, though. Let it ruminate. Let it simmer. Do I have to? I don't know, man. (laughs) It's a weird. It's a weird world. Well, okay. Well, John Beeline's from that part. Yeah, 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 I know. All right, all right. I feel like I'm being teamed up here, so I'm gonna end this podcast. (laughs) Is what I'm gonna do. That's fine. That's cool. (laughs) Whatever. You got okay. Well, this has been fun, guys. Up until the last minute and a half when I exposed myself. You guys have any final thoughts? Any anything you want to say before we end this podcast? I appreciate um, you guys coming on. Brandon, it was, it's crazy to get back with the Bomb Squad. Uh, I mean, I'm not officially like back doing things, but um, you're in it. Just the years that we did work, it just seemed like, like I always said, it felt like I was a guy in baseball terms. I'll be the guy that hit the singles and the doubles, and maybe a triple here and there, and then Tomsky running with the with the video. And it's just like a home run, and then that just brings everything home. It was around signing day every year, so I would just be—I would be just as hype as everyone else when they came to seeing them drop. So it's just crazy to see what everybody turned into. Um, me becoming a graphic designer at Syracuse now—it's um, just crazy. You never know what it can turn into, and we—we we was just having fun with it, uh, messing around recruiting. Rooting a little bit, helping the players out, helping everybody look dope, um, look different. And it really started something that a lot of people try to replicate now. So I feel like that's like a special moment in, in my career. And I uh, thank Garrett and all you guys and there with me. I'm so happy because I've been put I've been asking you to, to latch on somewhere in college athletics for like <laughs> yeah. five years now, four years, man. That's so awesome. Steven you got anything before we, we clock out for this episode? Yeah, no, thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me on. It's, uh, my first podcast ever. So I, uh, appreciate, you know, first platform to push out videos that I made first podcast, lots of, uh, lots of firsts with you guys. And, uh, it's exciting. All the other work Brandon's doing now for, uh, you know, professional in a professional setting that, again, started just kind of us just messing around, working with things that we love and learning as we go. And uh, as Brandon said, it kind of blossomed into uh, a lot of a lot of fun things, a lot of cool projects. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep going from here and there's there's still more on the horizon. So. So, yeah, I'm glad you're you're doing this again, David, and appreciate the uh, the invite. Yeah. You know, you guys are are correctly letting everyone know how thankful you are and making these like end of season award speeches. I appreciate it, (laughs) but but I plan on doing this podcast a lot longer than this episode, but I'm so happy you guys are a part of it. Now the podcasting thing is really cool. I enjoy doing it. You guys are both such an integral part of the MGO fish community. It's been, it's, it's awesome. It's been awesome. And, And hopefully we have you guys back on here in the next few podcasts moving forward. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. This is fun. This is good. Eventually, we'll actually get Garrett to get on too, but he's so popular, such a cool guy. He only has he only has like half an hour in between lunch, at work. He's like, oh, I can only do this or you know, it's the M Go Fish podcast, but I'm a little bit too big for it. So why don't you do this? Too? <laughs> so that's cool. It's whatever, Garrett. He probably won't even listen to this part of the podcast, honestly. So, so let's see if yeah, he we'll, adds we'll me. Peer, we'll peer pressure him. We'll we'll. I don't know. We'll no, do something. No, don't peer pressure. He'll, <laughs> he'll, he can at me if, if he wants to. And we'll see if he actually listened to it or not. I there bet you, you go. I bet you five MGO Fish points he didn't. He doesn't. MGO Fish So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate it. We'll do this again. Uh, as, as long as you guys are up for it, you don't get too annoyed. We'll do this again here. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the MGO Fish podcast. First episode is in the books. This is fun. This is good. We're excited. Uh, yeah, Garrett's shaking. Brandon's shaking his head. Maybe this is good. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Main thing, though, guys, follow us on Twitter uh, at BillionBus, at Stephen. What, what is your Twitter handle? At Stephen Toski. Stephen Toski. Toski. All right. And I'm at David Arnold, MI, David Arnold, Michigan. 
uh, mgofish, at mgofish, um, at him to tell him to listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> also, follow us on iTunes. Big thing is, not iTunes now, it's Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We've already got 13 five-star reviews, I think, and it was just for my 60 seconds of sexy voice reading I did. Um, <laughs> so so five-star reviews, subscribe, please. It's super important on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify and Stitcher. Two episodes a week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, and until next week, we'll talk to you guys later. Yes, sir. My man. See you later.